What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. Shorten it a little, you know? J31, Junction 31. That's it. We're here. Oh my gosh, we're here. It's beer time. Yes. Another podcast, another week. I know. It's beer 30. Beer 30. <laughs> yeah, and we're back like where all the brewing happens at Curio. Yeah. Yeah. In Franklin, here, Tennessee. Franklin. Yeah. Yes. 37064, right here in town. See? We got Matt. He is with, you uh, all, well, I mean, you are Junction 31. That's me. Yeah. A, an awesome local brewery. Yes. Can we say brewery or brewer? What are you? Yeah, what well, do you, what do you the, classify your? You know, what do you classify yourself as? I mean, I think we're a beer company. A beer company. Know? Yeah. Okay. I think we, you know, we we make beer. Okay. Yeah. Um, we we brew through a production partner right now, which is Curio, which we're sitting in the back room of. Um, but it's just it's about making great local beer for our local community. That's that's what we are. That's awesome. Yeah. So where do you live around town? So I live right in town, like right off Main Street. Oh, like, so you're a Franklin or, person. Yeah, cool. right off. Yeah, but so mom and dad have been around, been in town for almost 20 years, uh, and love it here. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, so we're just, they've been here. I was in Atlanta for 10 years working in advertising, doing branding and stuff. Oh, dude, how was making, that? Making liquor companies, and I did a lot of work with uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company down there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... It was cool to see the growth of that company and in that city, just what they did for the Atlanta local community and just the way that they grew was just really smart from just a branding perspective, you know? Yeah, totally. Just a couple of California guys. So they, their whole story is just interesting and fascinating and inspiring to me. They were like California fraternity brothers brewing out of their dorm and saw a market opportunity in Atlanta and moved to Atlanta and started Sweetwater Brewing Company and wow. grew it into a billion dollar business. Yeah, <laughs> you know, huge. just they became Atlanta's beer, you know. They became they were on Delta flights, you know, that was what was really smart about what they did was jumped into that and then became a national mm -hmm. brand from that perspective. So it was fun to be a part of. And then we started a couple of uh, liquor. What's cool about what's happening in the beverage space to me is just we, we saw like the explosion of craft beer, mm -hmm. you know, kind of probably maybe late night, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was like they were taking on the Budweiser's and it was like this explosion. Like everybody wanted to drink local beer, which was great because you you travel around, you know, the States and you'd go drink your local beer. And we just saw the explosion of that market. And they really seized a lot of that space from the big guys. And, and we had to kind of rethink, consumers had to rethink about like, hey, consumers care about local product and great tasting beer. Like, yeah, totally. Like the, the perception kind of changed from, you know, like this is just cold fizzy liquid that refreshes <laughs> me to, yeah. to like i want to drink something that tastes good too mm -hmm. and like has yeah. complex flavor has you know variety so then like the craft beer thing came really and like i think it was west coast kind of led like you know we saw a lot of craft beer come from that 
culture. Mm-hmm. Like you go out west and there's tons of craft beer. It's on, there's, you know, and I grew up, I'm originally from Texas, but grew up in the mountains of Colorado. And even you go over there now in every little mountain town you go through, there's tons of breweries everywhere. Yeah. It's great. So is that kind of like where your love for beer started, like working with Sweetwater and advertisement and all that? Like, Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I've been like, so I went to market, I went to business school in Texas, but I was like in the creative side of it and then went to ad school in Atlanta. So I have a lot of experience like telling branding stories, uh, telling brand stories, starting brands, um, doing ads for, you know, big commercial brands like Coca-Cola, Chick-fil-A from a commercials perspective, but it's all just like telling a unique perspective, a a unique story, but I like it when it's localized, right? Like that's always super impactful or, you know, a brand that stands for something that you care about. It's always, Mm. so I've always like wanted an opportunity to have something that I owned and could kind of champion and create, a brand that I, for, about something that I stood for and cared about, and what better thing for me than beer? Because mm. I mean, beer is a part of just you know my story. That's like I've just always loved the product. Like even though I have more experience branding liquor, so I had the opportunity when I was in Atlanta to start a couple liquor brands down there. Um, one of which American Spirit Works. Uh, at the time, it was just a clear whiskey that they were pr- putting out, but it's become a big, cool product that's now all over the southeast. I think they have two or three tasting rooms and distilleries around the Atlanta market, which has been fun to see. But beer is just, it's its easier, you know, and I've had to kind of like, you know, whiskey and me sometimes need to take a break, but <laughs> beer is always like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> beer, beer, beer's always that steady, like, just friend you know it's just mm-hmm. like beer is uh it's just social i think there's a community aspect to beer that's mm-hmm. really kind of cool um it feels just like very shareable you mm-hmm. know like you're just sitting around you're sitting out on the porch you're sitting around a table like we're sitting at mm-hmm. just sharing a beer so that's kind of like what i've tried to infuse into our brand story like we only put our product in 750 milliliter bottles right now. And it's because it's like, it's shareable. Like I want it to be something that you experience with somebody or like you uncork it, you pass it around, you pour a little bit. So it's kind of more European. Yeah. Um, That's a cool concept. Yeah. Well, I think it fits our, our culture, our Franklin kind of just what we stand for as a community of Franklin you know, you just think about our cool little town, you know? Um, Yeah, I love that. So tell us, like, exactly how you started your company. Yeah, like, when all this took place and, like, what made you, like, officially just be like, I'm going to do this? Yeah, so, gosh, I mean, it's there's been so many facets of it that it's, like, because I've been in town for like six years. I came up from Atlanta. I told you a little bit about my experience down there working with brands. And then I came up and I was working for an in-house healthcare company. And I just like saw a cool market opportunity, like kind of just based on my experience of having worked on Sweetwater. I was just like, man, like we have such cool beer variety in Nashville. We've got like, there's tons of beer being made up there. Like we know all the, the great, you know, 
the the Yazoo and the you know all, all these. There, I think there's like sixteen to twenty. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of yeah. beer being made up there, mm-hmm. and it was like, but what about my town? Because like Franklin, I feel like is a different culture. It's a mm-hmm. different. So it's just like a, a concept in the back of my head. Like Franklin would be a cool community to have like a a beer like just that kind of represents that culture that community and i just always thought that and like because mom and dad have been here for so long i was just like that's where i would want to put a a brand or or, and so we just started looking for production partners like i said and i stumbled upon this place probably five years ago and just developed a relationship with the owner here and then you know life got in the way business kind of changed business model kind of changed and then you know, just kept working things out. But I always had this concept in the back of my mind. And uh, I was like, we need to go into production. Like we just need it. We can't just have this sitting on the concept shelf. Like this is something like I've developed ideas for, like we have to like bring this into reality, you know? So I just called Alex, my production partner. I was like, dude, this is my idea. Like, let's start small and let's just see what the demand brings and let's grow it organically. Like, let's just start making beer. Like just based on, you know, people that I've talked to, I feel like there's demand. I feel like the community would be receptive to this kind of concept and let's see what's out there. And he's like, let's do it. So, I mean, I was home brewing this recipe, like I said, in my West side apart, we we had a condo on the West side of Nashville over by Edwin Warner Park. Um, my wife is a, uh, she, bless her heart, she's a um, ICU nurse. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, I think she was working on the COVID unit, and I was, like, <clears throat> just getting heavy into just making beer. And I was, like, brewing beer at the condo, and she'd come home from, you know, 12. <laughs> like, Here you go, baby. Here's no, a beer. That was, no, it was just, like, the whole place just smelled, <laughs> like, like hot. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You know, just great. And she's just like, what are you doing? This is awful. So that's kind of where it all began. And then I just started making like, you know, five gallon batches. I was literally fermenting beer in our linen closet there at the condo. And just like, kind of like refining this recipe of like, you know, and for me, it was like, the concept of like a farmhouse ale was like really like just rose to the top as far as like the kind of variety that I I just feel like, you know, so it's a Saison. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the different beer styles or not, but so a Saison is basically, it's kind of like just an old Belgian style ale um, that was really just kind of like a seasonal beer that they would, you know, brew up in the wintertime to have for the spring and the summer. Um, so it was just kind of like your local farmhouse variety beer. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really kind of, and then you can, I mean, here's the bottle here. Yeah. It's super cool. You said you wanted to pop it open. We can try it, right? Yeah. You want to do it now? So is that always in your mind of, I want to start out with like, if I could do a beer. It's a Saison. It's a Saison. That's my first go-to one that I want to try and conquer. You know, it wasn't always just right to, hey, I'm going to do a Saison. I mean, I tried, obviously, just a plethora of varieties of different beers. And 
lagers and I just, I love beer and it's just cool to me that you can distinctly taste the different varieties of them. But for me, it was like, it's an approachable ale. So, right? so, so not to interrupt you, but you're opening this thing like a wine bottle. Yeah. So this Which is, is like, great. I've never seen this happen. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually part, part of it, you know, like it's part of kind of the brand experience. That's really cool. And you have that. Yeah. That is an experience. So. Very cool. Who are you guys? That's awesome. Oh, look at the color. It's so yeah, pretty. It's a pretty color. Thank you. Here you go. And it's a little stronger, you know? So it's, a, it's at around 7% ABV, but it kind of ranges per batch. So this was the... Original. This is what he was planning in the linen closet, and now it is this. Cheers. 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 Yeah. So this was up to ten barrels. So we just did ten oh barrels. Oh my god, this is delicious. Thank you. Oh. Wow. wow. Okay. No offense to whatever I was drinking before, but this is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is really good. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I love this. But you know, you said it's like a spring and summer vibe. Like, I drink this all year long. Oh. That's what you've heard. We've heard, and there's like some, it's even got like a Christmassy vibe too. Like there's, there's like spices. It's almost like, like a cinnamon. Yeah. Like a, yeah. What's that one thing when when people were talking about that wine that we were mm. drinking? They said it had that. You know what I'm talking about? No. Baking baking spices. Baking spices. Baking spices. So there's a spice in it. It's called grains of paradise. It's like an African spice. They call it like a alligator spice or something. But, this is delicious. Yeah, it gives it a little peppery flavor. Wow. Like. Yeah, this is really And then there's well like done. there's ginger in it, you mm. know, so it gives it a little ginger. bit of ginger. Yeah, it's like yeah. Refre super refreshing at the same time. Yeah. It's dry, you know. Mm -hmm. You think Taylor Swift would like this? I hope she would. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she'd try it. We'll have to talk about that just a little one, later, but he was telling us out. before we got on here <laughs> that he just went to a Taylor Swift concert with your daughter, right? And we did. Yeah. Well, We'll get into it, but so, so I want to know how much production of this are you making? So we just did, like I said, we just did 10 barrels. So there's about 30 gallons a barrel. 30 gallons a barrel. Yeah, okay. we just did 10 of them. And like so where did, people can only find this like here? Yeah. So we're starting, like I said, we're starting organically. We're starting super local. We're just kind of growing it as we go. Prior to this, we've been brewing in the one barrel system, just super small batch. We were yielding like a hundred, just over a hundred of these 750 bottles. So super limited run, kind of perfecting the recipe and just mm -hmm. tweaking it and whatnot. So I, I'd say we just kind of brewed our first commercial batch. Congratulations. Um, getting on the market. Yeah. Just literally just got on the market, like just for the fourth, have like very limited vendors, just really localized Franklin. We're just really trying to hyper local. Yeah. We really want to kind Let of just... it slowly grow. Exactly. So exactly. where can they find it? Where can they get their hands on a... Just here. Right? Yeah. So we, oh. ha so we have some really exciting vendors that we're, we're pumped to, to be at we're, we're like i said we're just brand new to the market <laughs> like we literally it's kind of like probably our just 
we just launched, like I said, like we just finished our batch. We bottled two weekends ago, but um, right now, as far as bars and restaurants, you can find us at Skylight Bar, which is oh, the new uh, yeah, the new bar. Oh, so cool. Over there at, at the factory, yep. which is super cool. So if you haven't gone in there, go check it out because it looks, the renovations over there look super cool. And you should go oh. go have a drink and drink some Junction 31. Get yes. order, order a big bottle of beer for me and... Go, yeah. go sit at the bar. Wow. Uh, so that's an exciting partner for us. Uh, Culicino. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah. our favorite Italian place yep. in town. We go there on the reg with the fam. So yep. um, cool. You know, they have a great patio over there. So we thought that'd be cool for the culture over there. Just go out over, crack a beer on the patio. Yes. Shareable kind of vibe. Um, and then Hop House has been a great partner for us. We're the first on tap there. Uh, they've been carrying us since the very beginning. So um, that's like a cool, cool little beer house. I don't mm-hmm. know, right there in the there. corner. Yep, we've been there. So you got yeah. a lot of Franklin love. Yeah, so it's not just here. It's that's all, good. all over, a little Franklin love. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're, we're just kind of starting. I mean, we, we literally, and as far as package stores, like West Side, like we're in at West Haven over there, and they've been a cool partner for us um, as far as package stores. They're, they're the only ones carrying us right now, but. We literally just launched. We're we're just trying to kind of see how the market receives it and see how we sell. And but it's been really positive. Like it's been super exciting for us. I feel like it's a really I don't know, approachable beer. It's so approachable, Ooh. and it's very yeah. like again. Like I was just thinking as I was drinking it, like the versatility of it. Like I I love the ginger aspect. Like I can picture myself in like so many different ways. Like I can see myself like having this with seafood. Like. Totally, like I like like with that ginger. I just could like mm-hmm. some, like a shrimp dish or something like that. And then like in the summer, and then I'm like, oh, I can also picture myself in the fall, like by a fire, and then I can see myself like taking a walk with you in the snow and like drinking yeah, this, this and like it's round. like it's heartwarming and like I, there's just so much like flavor packed in this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe you can give more to this because I'm I don't know a ton about beer, but like you know, sometimes when you will have certain beers and like they'll kind of like. I don't know, maybe they'll finish very flat. So this finish is like very like bold still. Like your your fin the finish on it is like, oh, I'm still getting the ginger and I'm still getting the beer and I'm not getting this like flat dead note when I'm finished with it. And I'm I love that aspect of it. So No, I agree. I mean there's depth to it. Like I think there's you can you can really taste the depth there, but it's like a lot of beers that have depth, it's like things that people are, it's too much hops or it's, it's off putting. Like you really can kind of go through the character of the different, you can kind of pick up on the malts of the German, like, like the Belgian grains. Like you can really taste that maltiness yeah. and then it evens out with kind of like that ginger refresh and it, but it's dry. I mean, it finishes dry. It does. And yeah. then I think it drinks really like, there's a lot of carb in it and it, you yeah. know, like we, we like to have it like champagne forward. Like, mm. you know, you get some of that. There's a little pineapple, a little bit of fruit mm. there. Um, I find too. So like, I think there's a, a nice complexity, a nice depth to it that I think works well with a lot of food pairings. And that's why I think like, we're really excited about our vendors and just kind of like them being like-minded as far as like we really care about food we care about flavor we want to find flavors that that match what it is that we're doing from a brand so 
but it's different, you know, like that's what I like about farmhouse ale is like, it's a different beer blend, right? Totally. Like it's not another IPA. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we've, we've saturated the market and don't get me wrong. Like there are certainly IPAs that I love, you know, like Bell's Two Hearted IPA. And yeah. like there's, and you know, Sweetwater Brewing Company had a great yeah. IPA. I'm from Michigan and I lived in Colorado. Did you? So, <laughs> I, was right, yeah. I heard that. Yes, I, yes. I heard that you uh-huh. lived in Colorado. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, there's room for it in the market. And that's what excites me is like just new beer variety, new, new flavors. So, uh, and I think it represents our culture. Like, so it really comes from the culture of like Belgian and French countrysides. Like this, mm. these, this was their house farm beer. Like they beered this for their estate for their family and their farm workers to just drink and to share with their friends and families there on the farm like that was what it originated from and they would use their you know local spices and and gingers and and things like that and so that to me fits with the franklin culture like Mm -hmm. that's what it is we're about like we're about our community and Mm -hmm. we have a very farm friendly community you know like since i've lived here the first six months that I lived here, I rented a place out in Leapers Fork that I was like right in town. And everybody went to Puckett's on Saturday morning and had like a, a breakfast biscuit, you know, and you sat up there with the old timers and talked about your tractor problems. And it's like, that's like part of the, yeah. that's part of the, the culture, culture of Franklin what, and where we are. Yeah. What I think mm-hmm. makes Franklin really unique, like from a perspective of our, you know, greater area. And I think that culture is, uh, you know, received in, in surrounding areas. Like, I think, I think Nashville likes that culture and we were seeing that like more and more people coming here and from Nashville too. Yeah. Moving from Nashville. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. Wow. The I more, love that. the more I, it goes back to what you were saying, babe, like uh, the mouthfeel on this, uh-huh. like it just kind of keeps giving me things, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, the tongue i'm comparing it to wine but it's just like there's so much going on flavor wise it's really enjoyable cool man yeah, yeah i appreciate job. that thank well, you and i love, love your it. like thoughts of like taking it like like you have a mentality of like these things have been done for generations and you know hundreds of years like these beers being made and like the farmers and the people and like you're like I'm t- i want to keep that kind of ancestry of things you know and I feel like when we meet people that like really care about a product, that's really important to them to keep like the integrity of like those who have gone before us and have made things and what did they do really, really well. And what am I going to, you know, take what they did and I'm going to bring it into my product. So like, you're not just like, Oh, well screw whatever has been happening for years. No, they did something right. And I'm going to try to make sure like I can keep that like in my product. And I think that that is, very evident when you drink it like you can tell that you've thought like what is saison am i saying it right yeah what is saison what is this farmhouse ale like how can i really make make it make give it justice thank you i appreciate that yeah i mean we're excited of it like i tell people like i'm proud of it like and i love beer so um it's it's definitely something that's super exciting for me like and 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 the response is just as exciting like the fact that people are open to trying i mean i've had people tell me like i don't even like beer and i like to drink like my mom dude like my mom doesn't like beer or really even alcohol 
And she probably just like, I don't know if she's like choking it down. <laughs> it's like, mom, I've got that Taking one for the team. I've got that good of a mom, though. She's actually a pretty spectacular she's lady. She's like, oh, this is good. But, oh, but she drinks it all the time. Oh, she's see? Like, yeah. And she's like, but I've heard that from other people, too. Like, I've brought it into bartenders, and they're like, you know, I don't really drink beer, but like, this is great. A lot of people stealing it. Like I'll drop it off to bartenders. Like, hey, pass it up. <laughs> they take it. Oh, they'll take it. Oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm for it. Man. I'm just like, yeah, try it. Tell your buddies. You know? <laughs> yes. So. All right. So, where do you see Junction Thirty One Beer Company going? Like, do you have other, you know, varietals that you want to do, or where do you see? You're it just going? really like, focusing on next, this right now. Next three to five years, where do you see? Yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to saturate the market with farm. Like I want old 96 farmhouse ale to really like for people to know about it, for people to try it, um, for people, for it to be available to everybody, like to really just kind of come into market with this for, cause I, like you said, I think you drink it year round, yeah. you know, like I think it really makes sense from a year round perspective. So I think there's a place for it. So we're really pushing old 96. I see that kind of being on the forefront for, a while we might do some fun like we might still go back and do some smaller tiny batch micro batch you know blends of it but i think we're just really at this point trying to commercially scale that grow it get it into some more spaces make it available to the local market and then eventually we'll come out so the, the concept behind the brand of junction 31 is really just the intersection of roads that meet in franklin right so old 96 being one yeah. of those icon and that's to me like what makes this place interesting it's like it's hard to find people from here like i feel like a lot of people have moved here which myself included but it's cool it's like just this intersection of like creative talent and and cool people and like that's what makes this community special to me and like i hope our products like serve that community mm-hmm. um so yeah, that's it. And then I, yeah, I mean, I think we have seasonal stuff. Like there's a bunch of cool partners that I would love to work with. Like we have really great whiskey being made here in town, like several places. So like, you know, I love Kentucky bourbon beer. So maybe partner with a local liquor company and get some bourbon beer. Yes. For, like know, even Leaper's Fork. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so maybe talk to those guys. Um, or Nelson's Green Bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so much fun stuff we could do. I mean, I think that's what's kind of cool about beer, too, is the seasonality of it. And mm-hmm. I think although this is drinkable year-round, like maybe if we did something else, it would be something more towards the winter time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah specifically. Okay, uh, I know we uh, we... we talked about oh wait no i want to ask one question before you do go into taylor and okay so how's your wife feel about everything how's she oh my gosh she's so supportive that's great she's amazing so we have a 16 month old at home she's an angel she's such a delight but yeah so olivia was up here she was up here we were bottling she was down there washing bottles and she she's been so supportive of the whole idea so and i you know like we're i'm storing i've got a seller because you this beer actually gets better with age. So you can actually age this beer up to two years, probably a year on the safe side. Um, but so I have a cellar at the house and we've got beer just like everywhere at the house. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, just gear, you know, like all the apparel Aww. stuff. Like, you know, it's like the whole back half part of the house is turned into my workshop. Sounds you got an awesome lady. 
she's a good woman. She's a, I mean, any nurse that, you know, I was like, you're, you're the real hero. You know, it's like you're uh, what she did through COVID was admirable to say the least. hundred so. percent. Yeah. Yes. Cheers to your wife. Cheers. Cheers. Olivia, right? Cheers. I know. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we were going to talk to you about your experience at the Taylor Swift concert. You said you just went recently. We and did. You went with your daughter. I did. She's 16. Yeah. Sweet 16. So you took her mm, for a little her too 16th sweet. birthday. Yeah. Well, it was Christmas and she was turning 16 and she's like a huge Swifty, like one of the <laughs> biggest, like in the top 0.01% of Spotify listeners. What? <laughs> not, not kidding. Oh my God. How it's a major Swift. Okay. So how did you get the tickets for one? Cause they seem hard to come by. They're little. Yeah. I, so I have a connect. My brother-in-law lives in Chicago Gotcha. and had a corporate connection and hooked us up with sweet. So I paid like face value. Cause it was like, it was insane. Like even face value is like the most expensive concert. So you I've weren't ever. like an <laughs> average person in the stadium. You were like in a suite. No, I mean, we were, no, I mean, we were on the side, like in the first section of the, the bowl. But, oh, I mean, okay. We weren't in a suite or anything, oh, okay. but I mean, I'm just saying to those T-Swift show, I mean, she was, some of those lower section tickets were going for thousands of dollars, yeah. man. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. So. But it was amazing. Oh, it was, it was worth it. I mean, we had so much, it was just like, I'm there with my 16 year old daughter. It was like something she's never going to forget. Oh, totally. You know, like, Did you know a lot of the lyrics to the songs? Oh, hell yeah. I, I had, <laughs> I had done my homework, like, <laughs> but I had a new respect for her. Like I had listened to the music kind of just like passively. And then like, once I saw her live, I'm like, okay, now I can listen to it with a respect. Like I'm like, this chick is like talented. She's insane. Right. <sighs> she's unbelievable. Right. And gorgeous. And like, yeah, you know, she's just like, she's a good role model for kids. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? So what was your favorite song performance? I liked, I listened to the new record a lot, the Midnight's uh -huh. a lot. So there was a lot um, from that album that I liked. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were, I mean, they were all good. So like the, that's like the, it's me. Hi. That's right. That's the yeah. new album. Yeah. For that. Yeah. What was the, what, how'd the midnight song go? I don't know. I, for, I forgot. I don't know. Matt knows. Yeah. It's me. That was the, that that's was one the, of them. That was the main track from it. I know and people then, are going to um, like shame us because I don't know all these new songs that I should. No, there's like neon, uh, I look bad too. I should know more of them. No, because I've heard a lot of them on the radio, honestly. And then I, most I see of hers in that Capital One commercial. I see that on a regular basis. It's so funny. It is I really funny. Where well, there's like ten of her, and then her songs playing in, in the background. But I, it is that that's the song out of the album that sticks out to me the most. I think they've played it the most on the radio. Yeah, yeah, like but, a huge hit. I mean, so much of her stuff. We we talked about it before and I'm just like, but I don't know if I could I think it's different with you and your daughter and then she's like obviously the top oh, she's of the crying. world. That's what I mean. She's like, like if if I had a daughter that, that was that into this artist. Your daughter was crying oh, dude. during when that I, concert. Oh, when I gave her the tickets at Christmas like Christmas morning, she opens the box, sees the tickets, like literally crying. 
Oh, that's so sweet. Like she was crying. I love that. So it's like so for you to experience that with her was pretty special. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And you all got merch. You were telling us you kind of you kind of got in the line. I was like, it's not worth it. I was like, let's go see the opening act because we can either stand in line for two hours or go see the opening. And I was like, and it was just like the leftovers, right? You said it was just like banners and stuff. Oh, it was, yeah, it's crap. But we just grabbed one on the way out. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's like rolling to the 4th of July stand on the morning of 4th of July and all that's left is sparklers. I waited an hour at Backstreet Boys last August. Oh, she would have waited. She would have waited. Yeah. You waited an hour in line? For Backstreet Boys? For merchandise? I did. Wow. For a Backstreet Boys shirt. I believe it. And honestly, though, like, it's like one of the most uncomfortable shirts ever. Sorry, Megan, if you're listening to this, but like that shirt is not comfortable. <laughs> like, it's cute, like looking, but like, I don't like love wearing it. It's like kind of like the material is like. Kind of like, like itchy, yeah. I'm like, why don't they make like soft, nice merch, like soft merch shirts? Yeah. Because they know that you're gonna pay sixty dollars for something that they paid to get done for like a cent, right? They'll print it on. I mean, it's just gonna sell out no matter what. No matter what, yeah. it doesn't even matter. Like they could put it on like it'd be funny if they even like tested this. Like let's put it on like the dumbest thing ever and just like see if they buy it. They would. People will buy it. They would buy, buy it. it. And yeah. they'll pay 30, 40, 50 bucks. Like, for what it. if they put her face on, like, a cookie? Like, people will buy the cookie, right? Yeah, they would buy I mean, it. I mean, well, there's, like, secondary markets for all this stuff. Like, I was looking, there's, like, t shirts you can buy on Etsy that are, like, there's, <laughs> like, take your daughter to Taylor Swift. Like, it's me. Hi, I'm the dad. It's me. Like, there's secondary. <laughs> I'm the dad. It's me. There's, like, secondary <laughs> product. There's people making money, like, on her. Oh, my software. God. I mean, it's, it's endless. So it is You know what it's turned into? What? You know, Disney World. When you when you go to <laughs> Disney World and everybody's created their own T-shirts. Yeah. That's what they're doing with Taylor Swift. Taylor should now. make a Taylor it's World. Like it is. Everybody's making their own Taylor Swift shit. I don't know. It's kind of, I, and I feel like it is a certain age range though. Like your daughter, I think it's like anyone from like 25 to like 15. Yeah. Like that range. Because I think for me, like she became really popular when it was like, when you sing Tim McGraw. So I remember her from being like, you were trying to be country and then right. you went pop and yeah. you lost me. Was that like really? 20 years ago? How, how long ago? It was, was a long time ago. I mean, it was, I mean, I feel like she's saying, I mean, she's, she's my age almost. She's 33. Yeah. So I think she that was she was about 16? 15, 16 yeah. years old when that happened. And I was, yeah, around that yeah. same age. So I think, like, I thought she was this country artist. And then I was like, oh, you're betraying country. So I'm kind of, like, not into you anymore. But then all these other kids now don't even know her as that. They only no. know her as a pop artist. Exactly. From, like, 1987 album. That's all they, like, know her from. So they don't even remember that Taylor Swift. Right. They just see this, like, original, and like, talking care. about her boyfriends, being emotional. It's everything a young girl wants to feel. And I think that that was such a smart business move for her to make, to switch from this country wannabe kind of maybe Leanne Rhymes person to being her own person. Well, but she tied it together with the songwriting thing, because she's like... She did. But know, she, in real thing. life, does not have a country accent. Well, <laughs> like that was not. all played probably but who did who does i mean merle haggard was from california like really yeah i don't know that makes me sad to think like okay a lot of this is just an act but i guess maybe it is a lot of showbiz is an act a lot of a <laughs> yeah, lot but a lot of this is an act <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> no you're touching dreams willie nelson right now, is it Hell no. He's, yeah. he's, he's for real. He's the real deal. <laughs> you know that he said, I read an article about this. He left Nashville in the 70s because he said Nashville was turning into something that he didn't want it to be anymore. That was in the 70s. 
Well, yeah, but they kind of like they had a system that he didn't fit into it. He was like, "Well, screw you. Yeah. I'm gonna go back he to said, Texas." Screw it. I'm by. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Go. But I mean, he was available. I mean, but that's what made Willie Willie. You know, it was great for us because right. I mean, Texas culture is like what my dad's from West Texas. He's from Odessa. I was born in Houston, but so like when I was in school, Willie played shows. Like, still, like he would Man. just come through town. Like Willie was just playing around. So like that was, he was fine with that. He just became like that Texas outlaw, like that Nashville yeah. kind of, I kind of love that. Well, it's great. I mean, I think it inspired what a lot of the music we hear today, like mm-hmm. a lot of this newer country has that kind of outlaw vibe to it. Like I'm excited about what's being made today. Like I think we yeah. have a cool That's great. country so. it's raining and good night. beer and good beer. Cheers to good beer. Do you guys hear it? It's raining. Yeah. It's like pouring. Yeah, I can hear it in our headphones. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a good time to wrap up. Yeah. Cheers to Wait, that. wait. I have a song because he said something to be proud of. And I think we should say that farmhouse ale is that's something to be proud of. That's a life you can hang your head on. You know that song? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. Cheers. Cheers again. Cheers. Junction 31. Yeah. Try this beer. It's so yes. good. Yes.